church as we head into Advent, we're going to be trying something new this year, and that is a podcast. As part of our six weeks of reflection during this season, we are creating um, these printed resources on Joseph and our incarnation lives. And we will also be doing a series of podcasts, uh, building on the themes and exploring what we've been reflecting on in this series. Uh, with me today is Paul Johansson, our assistant minister. And behind us, we're recording this on the third floor of Knox, are a group of Japanese children right outside this door in, in the Go Forth Hall who are practicing for the Christmas pageant. So if you hear some joyful Japanese singing, you'll know where that's coming from. Paul, in this season of Advent, in this year, why are we exploring the life of Joseph? Peter, let me start with a story um, to answer that. Um, when I was a kid growing up in Aurora, my hometown, at the center of our neighborhood um, was a school um, that I literally walked by several times a day or drove by in a car from or a bus from um, kindergarten to grade eight. And uh, it, was, uh, it was called St. Joseph's Separate School. A lot of my neighbors and friends went to St. Joe's. And um, uh, fascinating thing is I never stepped foot in that school um, until well into high school for, uh, in order to play a basketball game. Um, it, and it was just kind of off um, our sight lines, really, in some ways, even though it was like dead center. Um, and during those years when I was participating in church uh, Christmas pageants and school Christmas pageants and having, hearing the Christmas story, you know, over and over, um, it actually never dawned on me that the St. Joseph, uh, the name of that school, that that St. Joseph was the Joseph um, that we are uh, we're thinking about uh, this Advent season. Um and, uh, and so I think that uh, we're looking at Joseph because Joseph's been sidelined a bit. And, uh, and we want to bring Joseph back uh, to the center of our reflection because, uh, because each person in Scripture is uh, so important for how we, um, we understand the coming of the Messiah and the person and work of Jesus Christ. Uh, I think the, way, the proper way to see these other figures in scripture from the Old Testament through the New Testament is that these people and the trajectory and the character and the details of their lives and their hearts um, all point us in the direction of Jesus. And, and we can't really have a full understanding or picture of who Jesus is without the mosaic of this um, this continuous flow of biblical characters, whether it's the giants of the faith or whether it's some of the small, more incidental people in the faith. And, and Joseph has kind of come for us, sadly, a more incidental person. Um, but there's a lot there um, in Joseph's story. And um, I, I like, to, like to kind of take the opportunity this Advent to reflect um, on Joseph and to see... Um, as the father of Jesus, where his life, how his life, what are the aspects of his story that help us to reflect um, on his son in a uh, in deeper way? Um, Joseph, uh, for one thing, is so 
uh, comes across to us such an utterly human figure. Um, if Mary uh, kind of achieves uh, sainthood for us, like in the first reading of the gospel stories, um, Joseph is kind of in the background, in the backdrop. And, and actually, he does fall out of the story, um, uh, unlike Mary, who is recorded as kind of uh, there through the way all of the the years of Jesus' ministry, um, Jesus is not a, or Joseph is not around at the crucifixion, for instance. Mary is there with the community of disciples, and after the birth narratives, he is he is he does not show up, and he is barely mentioned. Um, and so, uh, uh, we hope as a church, uh, because we want to, because we value all of Scripture, and because we value the depth of the personalities and life stories of these people who point us to the Messiah, Jesus. Um, we want to take some time and, and go deep with Joseph this year. The title, Joseph and Our Incarnation, or incarnational, we're inventing a new word here, uh, lives. When we think of incarnation, the first thing I think of is incarnation of God into human flesh. Um, but then we have this focus on Joseph. Can you explain a bit about why you chose this title and some of the topics that we'll be exploring over the next six weeks? Yeah, I, th- I think we're, you know, we're, that, that last comment about uh, Joseph being utterly human, and um, that could be one of the reasons we've sidelined him, um, because we sort of, compared to Mary, uh, we sort of see him as a more normal person, maybe, and not as quite spiritually spectacular as Mary. Um, but the, the, the truth of the matter is we shouldn't compare Joseph and Mary. Um, that's a mistake. Um, the very best approach is to evaluate them together as a couple of disciples uh, in the context of uh, a marriage that gets off to a bumpy start. Uh, in order to, to remember what God does uh, through each of their lives and through their lives together. Um, when they um, are pictured, they're often, most often pictured together. Um, and they have some similar experiences. Um, but Joseph's life lends itself to talking about our human life and how the divine um, and the human come together in our lives. And so the topics that I've chosen are are topics that I didn't make up. They come right out of the narrative, the biblical narrative about Joseph. But each in their own way have something unique um, to say, I think, about the connection between the divine and the human in our lives. Um, Joseph has a couple of spectacular dreams. Um, uh, Joseph is the one who was given the name uh, for Mary's baby. Um, and, uh, yet Joseph is a carpenter. And so we think about what does building mean for Joseph and for us? Um, Joseph, uh, along with Mary and Jesus, uh, has the refugee experience, which is a profound thing for us in our day to think about in terms of what God is doing, um, in this huge population of refugees around the world, many of whom are coming to our city and even into our church. And so Joseph just uh, just really presents this beautiful mix of uh, issues, justice, work, refugee, friendship, um, and maybe most of all, um, what it means to live um, our ordinary lives as uh, disciples of Jesus, as children of God. I think it's 
sometimes helpful to ask a question about uh, the form in which we do things. Uh, why are we choosing to do, as a church, um, reflective readings? Uh, what's the value for us as a congregation to embrace this weekly reflection together? Yeah, that's a great question. I think um, we should be reminded at certain times, um, if not always, that Scripture is one of our greatest resources for um, for following Jesus, for being formed in the image of God, and um, developing faithfulness, developing um, a deeper understanding of our Christian story and our unique calling in the world. And so we have this story of God's people over time, and uh, Scripture um, lets us go deep and invites us to go deep in that. And, and, you know, in our culture, we do things way too quickly. And, uh, not only, um, when it comes to reading, do we read too quickly and do we pride ourselves on reading quickly? Um, but we, um, we actually don't take the time and space to allow scripture to breathe and to speak by God's spirit into our hearts. And so, um, uh, maybe the way to start is to take some special times in the, in the year, whether it's Advent, or Christmas, or Lent, and just to say, hey, this is a time for us to slow down in our story and to slow down um, uh, in the scriptures. The, the, the style of uh, reflective reading um, reminds us that um, we need to slow down in the story because when we slow down the story, we notice things that we sometimes haven't noticed. Scripture is God's word to us. It's not our word about God, yeah, primarily, and, and, and it is God's word. And because it's God's word and God breathed, it is inexhaustible. And so when we slow down in the story, there's a way in which Scripture will speak to us in ways that we, we, we didn't notice the time before. This, this morning in, um, in a group that I was in, that group I was in downtown, um, you know, one of the members of the group reminded us as we were, uh, we were entering in that, that we sometimes move way too fast through these birth narratives uh, and that we really need to slow down. And, and in fact, we read the Magnificat, Mary's, Mary's worship and prayer in Luke's gospel um, at the beginning. And, and I've noticed things I haven't noticed ever before, um, uh, particularly about the global reach of Mary's vision. Um, something that came up in our conversation in our group, and it was amazing, beautiful, emotional uh, thing. Um, and so uh, the, the second thing is that, that, you know, meditation or reflective writing is nothing more than another way of uh, the teaching office of the church. Uh, teaching is, happens in many ways, happens in the class, happens through certain kind of teaching writing, happens through preaching sermons. And uh, so this is just another um, opportunity that we have to, to start with Scripture, to encourage people to go deeper and slower in Scripture, and then, and then to suggest some ways forward, um, yeah, particularly about the story of Joseph. As part of making this series maybe as convenient as possible, one of the things that we're just going to experiment with is uh, to have the guide, the reflective guide, read just during the podcast so that you don't have to leave you don't have to now look it up online. You can just continue to listen and have the reflection come to you. So Paul will be reading the reflection now. The focus of Advent reflection and Christmas celebration is the incarnation, the surprising miracle of God becoming a human being in the birth of Jesus Christ. 
This mysterious event requires a lifetime of study, contemplation, and prayer as we struggle to understand the unique way in which God saves the world. We can say that the Incarnation captures our attention precisely because in this divine event, something indispensable and previously unattainable about the nature and character and purpose of God is revealed to us. But reflecting on the Incarnation of Jesus doesn't stop with understanding God. There's actually more. The implications of this reality of God in, human be- in a human being spills over into the meaning of our own human lives, the lives which we share with Jesus and which he shares with us. And so we can say that through the incarnation of God's Son, both the nature and purpose of God, as well as the identity and calling of human beings, is displayed. It is towards this second application of Jesus' incarnation, namely its importance for our daily, ordinary, physical, personal, relational, and vocational lives, that these weekly Advent Christmas reflections are focused. To obtain any truly meaningful insight, we require resources beyond ourselves. One of the greatest sources for deepening our insight into the meaning of Jesus' human life for our lives are the stories of the people in Scripture. The lives of these saints reveal both the meaning of the Savior and the significance of our lives with a more complete picture than we can see without them. In some ways, Joseph is a kind of obscure figure in the story of the birth, life, death, and resurrection of Jesus. But aspects of his life, portrayed as they are in the details of the scriptures, also offer some enriching possibilities for people like us who share in Joseph's life and calling as human beings, redeemed by the coming of Jesus. You're invited to follow along for the next five weeks as we explore what God's Word reveals to us about Joseph according to the following themes. Joseph the Ordinary, Joseph the Just, Joseph the Carpenter, Joseph the Refugee, and Joseph the Friend.